the following announcement has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. This is TNA wrestler Eddie Edwards, and you are listening to Perched on the Top Rope podcast. Check it out. Follow us. Welcome, everyone, to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, former dirt sheet writer from Ringside News and Sports Kita. I am Lee Walker, and ladies and gentlemen, let's indulge in the wide world of professional wrestling and the news that is wrapped around in it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to start off with a interview with Mike Rotunda, a.k.a. IRS. Mike went on the wrestling podcast, friend of mine, by the way, Wrestling Talk with Mayor McCall. So we're going to play this short clip from that interview so you can hear the emotional distraught from IRS. And he opens up with some big news in regarding WWE and Bray Wyatt. So here it is, folks. It's it's been really hard. We miss him every day. And the sad part, yesterday, growing up in the business, you always book stuff during the week because you're going to be, you know, wrestling on the weekends or doing TV. When the Sorry, guys. No, no, no problem. No problem please at all. Please take your time. It's, it's, please take your time. Wyndham and JoJo were supposed to get married yesterday. Mm. And the reason, you know, like I said, you grow up in this business, you have to book stuff in the middle of the week. So, your wrestling ends if people can come. And yesterday was an exceptionally sad day. And like I said, we we miss Wyndham horribly every day. My wife was so close. Not that she isn't with our other two kids, but Wyndham was the first one. And, and we would bring him on the road with, you know, six months old. And they would come with me and, and stay on the road and, you know, wherever I was wrestling. And it's so hard, you know, to wake up out of this nightmare and, and he's still not there uh, it, it's truly I, I have to give WWE credit I mean they've been awesome helping our family out with a lot of different stuff they put Wyndham on a, on a legends contract and and all the, the proceeds are going to go to Wyndham has four children um, and you know, like I said, we, he was supposed to get married yesterday to JoJo. And uh, he has two little kids with her and a boy and a girl, Nash and Hyrie. And he was married at one point and but went through a divorce and has two other girls that are uh, Caden and Kendall. And they're all beautiful children. And luckily, we have them. He was a, a jolly fellow. You know, he... He loved to laugh. He was loud, always, you know, always laughing and, and just he lit up the room. And he lit, he lit up the wrestling business. Man, did he ever. He, 
people, Man, did he ever. People, people come up to me and have a story with Wyndham and say, you know, he took the time to sit there and bullshit with me for 10, 15 minutes and he's supposed to be signing autographs and, and, and he, so many people come up and, you know, support him with wearing their stuff, Wyndham stuff and just have a story about him. He was that kind of person. He loved the like when we have family outings, it's it's a chaos at our house. It's, there's dogs running around and, and kids screaming, and that Wyndham was in his element in that in that situation. He just loved it, so we had some bad. It's a very unfortunate thing having lost Bray Wyatt passing away in his sleep from a heart attack due to what essentially is COVID complications. It's very upsetting to hear Mike Rotunda, a.k.a. IRS, in this emotional state. It's very sad to hear that, and the only positive that can come out of that was towards the end when he would talk about Bray with laughing and lighting up the room and especially WWE putting the late Bray Wyatt on a legends contract so that Jojo, his ex-wife and those four kids can be taken care of. But make sure you go listen to the rest of the interview with Rasslin Talk with Mayor McCall, the IRS episode. It was a great episode. That was just the biggest part of the news that came out of that interview and it's all over the place matter of fact that clip actually came from tmz if you couldn't tell by the first uh beeps but you know there's a lot of other things going on in professional wrestling and i don't want to deter away from the success of wrestling talk but i do have to talk some positive things in professional wrestling and one of those things is Scott Demore was on Busted Open Radio. Of course, everyone from TNA is doing huge rounds of media as episode 181. We had Eddie Edwards, so make sure you check that out on Apple and Spotify, perched on the top rope. However, Scott Demore was on Busted Open Radio discussing all the things going on with TNA including some big things to come. This is what he had to say. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have surprises for you. Some unexpected things, including we are right there at the goal line of finalizing one of, I think, one of the biggest signings in TNA. I think it's something that is really going to shake things up on January 13th. If you've been saying, I'm looking for something different, we're giving you a lot. Someone we have in store for you that night is going to blow your socks off. Now, when you look at some of the recent signings that TNA has had, the first to sign under the TNA banner was PCO. Following PCO, TNA started signing some more names, 
including Eddie Edwards. Again, youtube.com at Perched on the Top Rope, or you can listen to the interview here on Apple or Spotify, Perched on the Top Rope. After all, we are number one in the United States, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I'm sitting here in my head thinking, free agents, free agents. Who Who is one of these top free agents that could be talked about right now? That Scott Demore is talking about. Obviously, one of the hottest free agents right now as we speak is Mercedes Monet. We did learn that the talks with AEW have gone nowhere. It doesn't look like Mercedes Monet is going to go to AEW. There were talks of her going back to WWE, and after all, who wouldn't want to see the four horsewomen versus that new stable of damage control once they kick Bailey out, because you know that's happening. Time will tell, but as far as I know, Mercedes Monet was looking for a seven-figure deal. That's something I don't think TNA can do. Or maybe they can, who knows. However, I'm looking at the list of WWE releases that happened September 21st on 2023. Names like Ulyssa Leon, Dabokato, Shanky, Quincy Elliott, Ridrick Moss, and Emma, Top Dalla, Dana Brooke, and Mason Mansoor. And I'd have to say these last four names would be considered a top talent. Shelton Benjamin, Mustafa Ali, Elias, and Dolph Ziggler. And if I honestly had to pick, I'm going to guess that uh, Nick Namath, Dolph Ziggler, is going to be the one signing to TNA. Now, TNA has also had a bunch of names sign. As I brought up PCO, Eddie Edwards. We also learned that Kushida has signed with TNA. And also today... It was announced that Brian Myers has re-signed with TNA Wrestling. Now also January 13th is TNA's Hard to Kill, to which we know El Julio Del Vikingo will be in action. We also know Will Ospreay is going to be part of that pay-per-view. And January 14th is... TNA Snake Eyes, another pay-per-view. It's a big month for TNA in January. They got the name change January 5th. They also have TNA Plus, the app, coming back thanks to Endeavor. So TNA is starting off extremely strong in 2024, and the ball doesn't stop rolling for TNA as a couple days ago, it was announced that TNA Wrestling partners with Power Town Wrestling to produce TNA action figures and accessories. Now, we had talked about this with Eddie Edwards, YouTube.com, it's Perched on the Top Rope, Apple, and Spotify for the podcast, Perched on the Top Rope. On Monday, TNA Wrestling and Power Town Wrestling announced a new contract with TNA action figures and accessories, the first wave will be available to ship in August 2024 with pre-orders starting in March, and Series 2 will ship December 2024. Now, TNA Wrestling President Scott Demore also talked about this, having saying, 
We are happy to get in the ring with TNA Wrestling as we bring two recognizable brands in the wrestling industry together for the first time, says Steve Rosenshell, co-founder and managing partner of Relatively Worldwide, the partner company of Powertown. This partnership will allow us to leverage our expertise in developing high-quality action figures and accessories to a market line of products that will be equally exciting for wrestling fans worldwide. Now, President Scott DeMore had this to say. TNA fans have been asking when's the next TNA action figures will be released. Finally, we have an answer, 2024. And we're very confident that fans worldwide will be thrilled with these new TNA action figures from Powertown Wrestling. Powertown delivers high-quality collectibles, and we are very excited to work with the entire team there, said TNA President Scott Demore. As I said, Eddie Edwards talked about these action figures with us the other day, so make sure you check that out. As we found out in 2023 that they had a deal lined up and unfortunately it didn't pan out impact wrestling had thought that the quality of the figures were not good enough for the fans you can't blame impact for not being happy with the product that was shown to them it's not their fault it's not the distributors fault you know, they just did not like the quality of the toy maker that made the line for impact that we were going to get in 2023. As a collector, I am ecstatic that we are going to get a TNA action figure line. Well, I'm talking about action figures. Mattel dropped some new stuff, especially with the WWE Legends line. I'm a huge fan of that. We're getting Muhammad Ali in boxing gloves as a boxer okay um i was over the first muhammad ali figure that came out after that did not care anymore we're getting the sultan yeah the sultan if you don't remember it's okay it was a very short-lived gimmick done by rikishi and the only reason why we're getting that is because rikishi's a wwe hall of famer and rikishi is on a legends deal so we're getting the sultan Anyone else care? No? I didn't think so. We are getting a New Japan Pro Wrestling Hulk Hogan. I'm actually a big fan of this because fans shit on Hulk Hogan all the time. Hulk Hogan couldn't wrestle. Hulk Hogan couldn't wrestle. Motherfucker, watch his shit in Japan. Watch him in New Japan Pro Wrestling. That man could wrestle. It was amazing. He just didn't have to do shit for us Americans. A prime example, go to YouTube and type in Hulk Hogan vs. Great Muda that's all you need literally it'll change your mind that Hulk Hogan can't wrestle and the last figure was Captain Lou Albano which uh, pretty cool we haven't seen a figure of him since the WWE classic line so you know that is cool and speaking of WWE there's some faces that aren't going anywhere ladies and gentlemen we know that Rey Mysterio has signed a new contract with WWE as well as his son, Dominic Mysterio. Now, Rey Mysterio's deal will put him into his 50s with the WWE, 
as it's currently unknown how long Dominic's contract is for. And we learned that on Tuesday, Charlotte Flair has agreed to a contract extension with WWE that will keep her there for years to come. Which is probably a good thing because she's out for the next eight to nine months after she tore her ACL. Which, ugh. And she still managed to use the figure eight with a torn ACL. Good for her. I, I don't think I could do that, to be honest with you. Half the time, I can't even walk in this bitter cold in upstate New York. And Charlotte is the first under the merger of WWE UFC under the TKO brand to be the first to sign a contract extension. We are aware, fans, in 2024, some big WWE contracts are coming up. Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Drew McIntyre. And there's some more. And we're hoping WWE is working on negotiations with them because we don't want to see them go. Now, Charlotte's deal, I will bring up this. It is going to make her the most paid woman in WWE. She also has her own uh, touring bus, so she doesn't have to worry about that anymore. She doesn't, you know, travel on her own, be comfortable. And WWE is going to start giving out more of these amenities to these wrestlers in their contracts because they want to keep them happy because they don't want to see their top free agents leave. They don't even want them to be a free agent. If you want an example, look at New Japan Pro Wrestling. They just lost Okada. We don't know where he's going. His contract is up at the end of the month. Uh, Will Ospreay, they lost. Signed with AEW and doing some things with TNA. And you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling also lost Mercedes Monet. She's not under any contract with them anymore. So New Japan Pro Wrestling is taking a rather hit on the talent agency list, so to speak. Now let's do something I haven't done in a while. Let's talk about who's a heat magnet and why. So I'm going to start off with the controversy that is Tony Khan and the Disco Inferno. Tony Khan got on X, or I will always forever refer to it as Twitter, to ask fans their thoughts on AEW Collision on Saturday night. This, in my opinion, opens up a floodgate of criticism and hate that you're going to take from non-AEW fans and AEW fans that are just blatantly not happy with the product. So, Disco Inferno tweeted, it needs a restart. Tony Khan took exception to that tweet and then quote tweeted Disco Inferno saying the belief that you're an irrelevant parasite unites the entire pro wrestling community hashtag AEW collision now fans I'm sorry this is a spoiled rich kid tweeting back at something he didn't like that was said to him like the tweet was supposed to keep him in a safe bubble or put him as South Park would say in my safe place. Well, guess what? There's no safe place on social media anymore. There's no safe place on YouTube and any form 
TikTok, Facebook, there's always vile people who want to see negative things and will say negative things. And the way Tony Khan responded, I'm actually upset about it. I'm not happy with the fact that the owner of AEW is tweeting like that. Where's Brian Danielson, by the way? I thought he was like head of HR watching Twitter and shit. Is he going to confront his boss on this one? However, you can't sit here and say that the Disco Inferno was irrelevant. He was a WCW TV champion. He was a WCW Cruiserweight champion. He was a WCW Tag Team champion. By the way, he held the TV title, I believe, twice. We've had Kevin Nash on this show, and he had nothing but good things to say about Disco. Crowbar was a surprising one. Came out with a video saying, you literally can't say he's irrelevant. Look at all the things he's done. People are still talking about him. It's not about Disco trying to stay relevant. My problem is, is you have people not in the business fans saying he's irrelevant dirt sheet writers saying he's irrelevant he was relevant you can't say he wasn't irrelevant in the industry in my honest opinion if you are not in the industry if you weren't part of one of these major companies if you did not step foot in that ring you cannot tell me that Disco Inferno is irrelevant. You have no say in that matter whatsoever. Especially when on the WWE Network, or now Peacock, when WWE used to do those top 10 shows, Dusty Rhodes himself was praising Disco Inferno. So, is Dusty Rhodes wrong, fans? Is that what you're telling me? When you sit here and say Disco Inferno is irrelevant, Dusty Rhodes is wrong then, right? No, absolutely not. Fans have no say on who's relevant and who's not relevant in professional wrestling. We have no say in that. Because honestly, everyone in the industry is relevant. From that top WWE champion of Roman Reigns, all the way to that bottom guy, the Jobbers, Akira Tozawa's, the Archers, they all play a role in professional wrestling. And Disco Inferno did just that. He was one hell of a mid-carder. So I honestly think this is in bad taste on Tony Khan. I don't believe he should have tweeted anything like this. A prime example, you don't see someone like the president of WWE, Nick Khan, tweeting at wrestlers, calling them irrelevant. You don't see MLW's president, Court Bauer, telling wrestlers they're irrelevant. You don't see Vince McMahon, Paul Levesque, Triple H, telling wrestlers that they're irrelevant over Twitter. You need to know when to hold them and when to fold them. And Tony Khan, this was a tweet you should have folded and let it go. But you wanted some recognition because you didn't like what a former WCW star said to you. So you could have picked any fan. Think about it. Tony could have picked any fan that made a negative comment and quote tweeted it. But he picked Disco Inferno because he knew... He knew it would draw attention, and he knew it would draw heat. Prove me wrong. And while I'm on this hot trail of a heat magnet when it comes to AEW, I'm going to talk about Ring of Honor and Taya Valkyrie, who wrestled at Ring of Honor's final battle. A fan had tweeted that he had Taya Valkyrie sunglasses that she had worn to the ring, and it looked like he was rather... A distance away from the ring, more like he was like along the entrance way. 
showed up a photo of the sunglasses. And Ty had actually tweeted back that she was looking for those, that those were on the ground, and he shouldn't have picked them up. The fans shouldn't have picked them up, yada, yada. The fan said, hey, sorry, you know, if you want them back, I can mail them to you, whatever, I'm sorry. And both were attacked. Taya and this fan were attacked over it. Now, as a fan of professional wrestling, I remember wrestlers would come down like Ric Flair with his robe and would take the robe off and hand it to somebody on the outside of the ring for them to bring it back to the locker room. Where did those guys go? Did that not happen anymore? Like, based off where Taya was and where these sunglasses were, it looked like she might have just thrown them down and they were close enough for him to pick them up. And if that's the case, why did you throw them down? If they meant so much to you and you were looking for those, why? Why didn't Ring of Honor have somebody, like, collecting the gear for everyone to bring to the back like used to happen in WCW, ECW, WWF slash WWE. If they were expensive sunglasses, yeah, I I could understand the frustration, but at the same time, you were the one that tossed them to the ground. So they couldn't have meant that much. So in my honest opinion, the two heat magnets this week on this week's episode, Tony Khan, you're a heat magnet. Taya Valkyrie, you're a heat magnet. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Perched on the Top Rope. You can listen to this episode and other episodes, including interviews with Ultimo Dragon, Will Ospreay, Alex Shelley, Eddie Edwards, Duke the Dumpster Drozzy, Gilberg, Ricky Shane Page, Filthy Tom Lawler, and many, many more. You can listen to those interviews on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, Podbay, Red Circle, you name it, we're there. Anywhere podcasts are found, it's perched on the top rope. And fans, thank you for everything you've done when it comes to the podcast. Tuning in for three shows a week. We are number one on Apple Podcasts in the United States of America for wrestling. We are 33 on Apple Podcasts for the United States in sports. We are 238 for sports in Great Britain. We are 12 in wrestling in Great Britain. In Ireland, we are 17 under wrestling. We are 81 in South America for wrestling. In sports in India, we are 229. We are 15th in wrestling for India. We were number one. We're number 58 in the Philippines under wrestling. We are 24 in Nigeria for wrestling. And when it comes to Algeria, we are number seven and number 126 in sports. And we've held the number one spot in Indonesia. We've also been in Germany, Australia on their chartables as well. I thank you so much for everything that you have done to keep this podcast going. You can also listen to all those interviews on YouTube at youtube.com at Perched on the Top Rope. I beg you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. I would love to get to a 1,000 subscribers so that I can start making money off of it because I am not making anything basically being number one in America. I have no sponsors. I'm my own distribution. I'm doing everything I can to keep this going, but I need help. Go to YouTube.com at Perched on the Top Rope and subscribe to the channel.
You can also find me on X, Perched Top Rope, and my personal is it's underscore just underscore walker. And you can help me get out of a shadow ban with Meta. Thanks, Zuckerberg. We are on Facebook.com slash Perched on the Top Rope, and we are on Instagram and Threads at Perched on the Top Rope Podcast. Now you can find us on TikTok at Perched on the Top Rope, where I am making Selena scenes recreating the greatest wrestling moments in professional wrestling history because you're not going to tell me that Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder, winning the Intercontinental Championship in Texas at WrestleMania 32 is not one of the greatest moments in professional wrestling history. Because it is. And if that doesn't tickle your fancy, folks, well, there's a great video of the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, getting humped by a dog. You heard that right. WCW, the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, getting humped by a dog. It's TikTok perched on the top rope. You can also find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash perched on the top rope, where I am playing AEW's Fight Forever Stadium Stampede. I'm in the top 100 in the country in that You can also catch me playing WWE 2K23 as we are catching up on the Royal Rumble season to the road to WrestleMania, which I will personally be at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, spoiler freeze, the way to be. I'm out.